ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm privileged to be here with you today. My name is Marty Layton. I am a prophet, and I'm so glad you're here with me and my team. By the way, I have the greatest team in the world that works here and um, helps make all of this happen. And, um, you know, my wife, Pastor Tracy, and myself, we are so privileged. We have the best of the best. And uh, it takes a lot of people working together to make this happen, and they do a superior job. And so, shout out to my team and uh, all that they're, uh, all that they do to make us look so good. Amen. Uh, but for those of you that are new to this broadcast or podcast, uh, first of all, we welcome you. We want you to feel right right at home here. And secondly, I want you to know that you are tuned into a house of hope and a house of destiny and purpose. Amen. God is going to unlock the prophetic anointing for your life and take you up higher in the things of His Spirit if you'll stay tuned, if you'll stay plugged in. Amen. I promise you that. And I also want to give a shout out to all of our partners. You you help us so much and uh, you make it possible for us to do what we do. And uh, I got a report just a couple days ago. You know, we are reaching more nations Uh, than I ever imagined. Uh, More people watch every one of these uh, broadcasts and download the podcast. It's just incredible what the Lord is doing. And so thank you uh, to my partners, because you're the ones that are that's making this happen. And uh, I've been ordained as a prophet for more than 30 years under my spiritual father, Bishop Bill Hammond. And uh, Bishop Hammond is known worldwide as the grandfather of the modern-day prophetic and apostolic movements. He's an incredible man of God. And, you know, it's been my privilege to to be raised up under him and to walk with him for all these years. And let me just say that because there are, like Apostle Paul said, many voices out there crying for your attention. Uh, You have to learn to discern which ones to tune into and which ones to tune out. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, immature and um, uh, great marketing uh, people out there uh, that are representing themselves as prophets. And so I just want to encourage you, pray. Uh, Let the Lord lead you on these things. Look for quality, uh, mature, uh, strong track record, uh, good prophetic ministry. There's quite a few really good ones out there. Uh, but there's also a, a lot of those that are just, uh, you know, they're they're just uh, learning. And, uh, you know, some people are calling themselves prophets that are, maybe they only have a gift of prophecy. And uh, that is something that's available to every believer, every spirit-filled believer. But uh, I just want to encourage you, have some discernment uh, to to learn who to turn, who to tune into, and which ones to tune out. I was listening to someone just as I was scrolling by something uh, yesterday, and they were quoting from the books of the Apocrypha and uh, various other things. And, you know, I just want to challenge you. Uh, Have discernment there. Amen? Amen. Well, this week uh, has been very difficult for many people. Uh, An unthinkable and devastating attack happened in Israel. And uh, 
it is the worst attack that they've had since the Holocaust, which is over 50 years ago. And uh, the reports and the images that are coming out of Israel, in my opinion, are just very unbearable. Many children, women, grandparents, babies, uh, brutalized and horrifically murdered at the hand of these cold-blooded killers. And uh, their attacks came on Shabbat, uh, when the terrorists knew that they would be most vulnerable and disengaged, you know, I want to encourage you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's what the Bible says. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, <clears throat> knowing that the one who watches over Israel does not sleep or slumber. And I want you to know here at Speak Life, we stand with Israel. And we stand against these evil and wicked and demonic attacks Uh, We're praying for the families of those who have been victimized, and I encourage you to pray as well. There's so much that is hidden in all of this, and uh, I know things by the Spirit of God, uh, but I also know some things uh, that I've heard in the natural as well, a lot of hidden details uh, that God will reveal in the days to come. Uh, But I believe we are at a tipping point. Uh, We talked about this for, for two years now. that God was bringing things to a tipping point uh, where chaos would seem too inevitable. And, you know, the devil wants to use uh, this moment to cause World War III, uh, but that's not God's plan. That's the devil's plan. And the way we circumvent the plans of the enemy is through our prayers and our decrees. And, uh, you know, it is not inevitable. God's not going to allow it as long as his people stay engaged in prayer. And so God's plans are for a worldwide revival and an awakening and a reformation. Uh, God's World War III, according to Bishop Bill Hammond, is uh, the church overrunning the powers of darkness and establishing the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And we've talked at length about uh, the... Um, seven kingdoms of this earth and uh, the seven mountains of society and how uh, God wants to put his church at the top of each one of these mountains, his people. And uh, the Bible says that the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And that is the church, his Christ. And so the church is going to be the ruling authority in every sphere of our Culture and our society, everything in, in, in the world is going to be ruled uh, by the kingdom of God before the, the end comes. And so uh, we, we have been uh, taught in years past that the devil's just going to take over and the people of God are going to have to stay underground in a bunker and have plenty of uh, survival food and good survival skills and ammunition and all those things. I don't believe any of that. Once you get into really discerning what the Spirit of God is saying, <clears throat> he's declaring that the Word of God is never going to be powerless. And so when you stand on the Word of God, you're going to get the same results. You're going to get power released against the powers of, of darkness, and f- still the enemy has no power Uh, And the church has been granted all power and authority as the ambassadors of the kingdom of God, as kings and priests unto our God, and we will crush the devil underneath our feet. 
And so it's a totally different mindset. The kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and then the end shall come. And so the devil wants to stop this reformation, this revival, this awakening, and he wants to keep people bound up in fear as long as possible. He wants to delay this as long as possible. And so several months ago, uh, God spoke to us about an unholy alliance between China, Iran, and Russia. And if, if you're a part of this audience and you've heard me preach on these things and prophesy about these things, uh, God spoke about this many months ago, and so we're seeing that now. Uh, God also said that there would be so much chaos uh, that it would look like even on the first day when, uh, when the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep, and there was nothing but a tumultuous, chaotic world, because that's the prison where God threw uh, Lucifer and one-third of the angels. And uh, <clears throat> so the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep and said, let there be light. And suddenly what was chaotic and tumultuous uh, started coming into order and alignment and in the evening and the morning, uh, the evening and the day, were, the light were the first day. And so God began a work, and it took a little bit of time, uh, six days, for everything to be created, for everything to be put in order, uh, for there to be balance, for there to be uh, the launching of time, by the way. Uh, the, the evening and the morning were the first day. That means God set time at that point. And uh, set calendar, set seasons. He set uh, set things up so that the people of God would understand uh, progression and understand that things are not going to remain the same way forever. That things are going to change, and they're changing for the good. Amen. And then on day six, after he <clears throat> created man, uh, he looked over all of his creation, and he said that it was good. And I've taught you before that that word. Uh, in the Hebrew is the word T-O-B-E, Tobe, and it, it means good, but it's going to get a whole lot better. And, uh, and so I believe we are in a, posi- in a place, a, a tipping point right now, uh, where it looks like there's so much chaos. It looks like, uh, you know, the, the overrunning of the enemy over, over people is, is a force that's almost unstoppable. Well, God is speaking let there be light. Let the church arise. Arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And listen, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. And so we are the resistance to the powers of darkness, the the kingdom of light. <clears throat> and we've been given all authority and all power uh, through Jesus Christ to actually uh, actually overcome all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm us. Amen. God also said, if his people would pray, he would unleash heaven against these demonic powers behind them. Now, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, (coughs) but we do wrestle against the powers of darkness. (coughs) And we accomplish that wrestling and that that battle against uh, spiritual warfare against the enemy uh, through prayers and proclamations and decrees and and, um, and, and actually through our praise and worship as well. Uh, Psalm chapter 8, uh, Psalm 8 and verse 2, it, it says that um, 
the the reason why God gave us praise and worship was to silence the foe and to still the avenger. And so we, when we praise, we are actually uh, executing the vengeance of God against the powers of darkness. Psalm 149 uh, it says, We bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron as we begin to uh, lift up high praises. Amen. And so we've been given the weapons of our warfare to use in these moments uh, to overcome all the powers of hell. And so God is about to unleash heaven against the enemy. And I saw in a vision the defeat of the bear and the dragon. And the snake was in the clutches of a mighty eagle after the bear and the dragon was defeated. Maybe some of you will remember that vision from several months back. Uh, But I saw the defeat of the bear and the dragon, which I can identify as Russia and China. And the snake was Iran. And the snake was in the clutches of the mighty eagle, which is America. And that snake, can, that uh, mighty eagle had the, the snake wrapped in its talons and began to fly higher and higher and higher until the snake was killed for lack of oxygen. And then he dropped the snake and it fell to the ground dead. And so I believe that we are at a tipping point and this war against Israel will not go much further but it can be stopped now if God's people will pray. I believe it's going to be a smashing, shattering of the enemy. He's come at them one way, uh, but God's going to cause the enemy to be shattered and scattered in seven different ways now. Amen. And in Genesis chapter 13, God made a covenant oath with his friend Abraham. His name was Abram at that time, but right before God changed his name to Abraham, Uh, In in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 15, he said, All the land that you see, I I give to you and to your offspring forever. All the land that you see, I give to you and your offspring forever. And so God took him miles in one direction and back and miles in the other direction and back. And he made him walk the perimeter of, of Israel. And so when he did that, uh, he said, this where your feet have treaded, that's what I've given to you. And I'm giving it to you and your offspring forever. And that's where my friend Kim Clement heard the Lord say, Israel is forever. And Israel is forever. God made a promise, a covenant oath to his friend, Abraham. And he told him, look at the sands of the seashore. Look at the stars of the heaven." And this would represent your offspring. If you can count them, you can count your offspring. And so that represented his offspring. The sand of the seashore represents the natural seed of of Abraham, the natural offspring, uh, Israel and the Jewish people. And then the stars of the heaven represent a heavenly seed or the church or the church. So Galatians 3.13 says that through Christ, we are now the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. And so there is a natural seed of Abraham, and there's a spiritual seed, the church. Both, listen, both are forever. And that is one of the reasons why the church, just one of the reasons why the church is called to pray for Israel. 
Oftentimes, the natural battles of Israel coincide with the spiritual battles that are going on in the church, what the church is fighting through. And what they're facing in the natural, oftentimes we're facing something very similar in the spirit. And we are in times of severe spiritual warfare right now, especially through November. Now, I've uh, prophesied before about September, October, and November, the S-O-N, September, October, and November. And uh, we are in a spiritual transition uh, at a time of the Hebrew New Year, uh, Pei Delet, which is uh, 5784, uh, and we've talked about that at length. It, it literally means we are warring over the, our door of promise that will open at, at the sound of our voice. And so it is a great door of advancement. Apostle Peter said there's a great door uh, of utterance open to me, but with it are great adver- adversaries. And so uh, right now, it is a great door of advancement <clears throat> in taking territory for future generations in the spirit <clears throat> today. And so uh, there's warfare at the threshold. There's always warfare at a new door. The enemy's always there to try to stop you, stop the church from going into the future from going in and possessing the promised land and taking territory in the spirit. Pay de let. Uh, pay means mouth. And uh, speaking of the prophetic word coming out of your mouth, the word of the Lord coming out of your mouth. And de let is the door of promise or the door of hope or the door uh, uh, that God has blessing on the other side of. And so you're going to have to war at the door. And so that the way you win the war is by what is coming out of your mouth. And we've talked at length about that before, uh, about it being a voice-activated door. Now, Israel is at a new door of promise, and the enemy is trying to stop them and take back the territory that the enemy lost in the past and try to wipe out Israel, just like the enemy is threatening to wipe out the church. We've heard all the threats of how uh, uh, the enemy's plans are to uh, spouting off all these threats of uh, of shutting down the church and and deprogramming the church, and but it's our responsibility to fight the good fight of faith, decree and declare the word of God in prayer, and in times of, of warfare praise binding the enemy, and declaring the fear of God over every opposing force. Amen? (coughs) I believe God showed me. (coughs) Uh, God showed me something, and I believe it is an accurate word, uh, an accurate picture of what is about to happen. The fear of God is going to grip these uh, enemies that are coming against the church and that are coming against Israel. God is going to grip their hearts with such fear uh, that they will retract quickly. And so I am separating myself many times during the day uh, just to pray, to be in his word, uh, because it's my responsibility before the Lord. Uh, my responsibility before the Lord is to his people. And uh, remember, Jesus told Peter, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep, you'll nurture them, you'll take care of them. And this was of high importance to Jesus, and it still is today. And that is the mandate that he's given to me as well, to take care of his sheep. 
And so one of the main focuses of my ministry is you. I want to see you armed and dangerous. I want to see you equipped for battle. I want to see you become a weapon of mass destruction to the enemy. I want to see you able to rightly divide the word of truth. I want to see you hearing and knowing the voice of the Lord clearly with great clarity. Amen. Another focus of my ministry is to this nation, America the Beautiful, and to other nations as well, but primarily to America. And praying is a part of my responsibility to this nation. And listen and watch what the Lord would say or show me for America. And so I can discern the spirit or spirits operating within the nation. And I pray that God shows me uh, uh, these things. And, and when he shows them to me, I begin to pray uh, against the powers of hell. And we begin to see the changes. Amen. And I don't always get to share everything the Lord shows me. Some things I can share. Some things I don't feel like the Lord wants me to share. And so I don't share those things. And I rarely and barely watch newscasts, by the way, uh, just enough to see what's going on in the natural. Uh, But then I listen to another news broadcast from the Holy Spirit, the good news broadcast, (laughs) uh, so that I can share it with you and I can encourage you in the way of the Lord. Amen. Uh, So I stay separated for his specific purposes as he leads me to do that. And I want to give you hope today that God is still controlling what is happening right now. Don't be in fear. Don't get caught up in fear. He did not give us a spirit of fear. All these scriptures that you learned in Sunday school or you learned along the way, all these are so powerful right now. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Even though everything around you is trying to tell you it's not sound thinking to think that way. You've got to just go with the culture. You've got to go with the flow. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm constantly challenged uh, when I hear these pastors and preachers saying we need to be more inclusive. We need to, uh, listen, the Word of God does not change. We change. And so we don't need to change the Word of God to fit what culture says. Culture needs to change to fit the Word of God. And that's God's agenda. And so what's happening right now is God is controlling everything that's going on. The enemy thinks he's got an upper hand. And God does that just like he did with Jesus. Uh, If the enemy had known what was about to happen, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. But the moment Jesus left his natural body on the earth, he immediately descended to the lower parts of the earth into hell and defeated all the powers of, of hell, triumphing over them in it, making an open show and an open display uh, and humiliating the enemy entirely. And so grabbing the keys of death, hell, and the grave, <clears throat> he took the keys, and then he rose again on the third day. And actually, the Bible says when he rose again, uh, many that were dead... Uh, many patriarchs rose also and began to walk around in the city. And so then Jesus led captivity captive and brought those uh, to the Father and shed his blood upon the altar of the Holy of Holies in heaven and then came back to his church and began to teach them 
for 40 days and nights, and then <clears throat> uh, seven days later, because he was in, in the ground three days, seven days later, uh, 50 days were fulfilled, and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And so what I'm trying to say is God has a plan that is far superior uh, to the fear that the enemy is trying to encapsulate people in right now. God is in control, and it doesn't mean the enemy is bound, because he's only bound when we, the ecclesia, bind him. Otherwise, they're demonic spirits that are on the loose looking to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said demons will come and go, right? And so our job as his sons and daughters are to bind what needs to be bound and loose what needs to be loosed. And we have the precious blood of Jesus covering us, covering every household, every family, <clears throat> and the enemy cannot cross that hedge of protection and touch the blood royal sons and daughters of God. And again, it's a voice-activated covenant. And so we are, call, we are to call those things which be not as though they already were. Amen? And so that's part of the voice activated. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Uh, we don't look at things in the natural because they are temporary, but we walk by faith and not by sight. And we're to call those things which be not as though they already were. And Job twenty two twenty eight says, Decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your ways. In other words, when that light starts shining on your ways, it starts driving out the darkness. And so you're the powerful uh, element of the decree, that voice-activated a covenant is 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 launched against the enemy and drives the darkness out and causes light to shine on our ways the moment we start opening our mouth it doesn't matter how we feel it doesn't matter how we're thinking what needs to happen is an engagement of our faith from our spirit and in this time of spiritual warfare it is a voice war Whoever prevails with their decrees, whether the enemy or the people of God, will determine the course of the future. Uh, and we see that exampled uh, in, the, <clears throat> in the wilderness when Joshua and Caleb came back and said, let us go up at once, and the other ten spies had the, had the negative report of fear, and that, that's what happened. They stopped right there, and God had to wait a whole other generation to arise uh, in order to go in and get the promise. And so whoever prevails with their decrees in this voice war uh, will determine the course of the future. And that's why this show is established to activate the body of Christ to prophesy to dry bones, to, to release the power of life and death that's in our tongues. We are called to speak life. Amen. And in our prophetic worship workshop tonight, uh, I really felt the Spirit of the Lord wanted to give more clarity and more instruction on decreeing and declaring, and agreeing with what agreeing with God to see the decree coming to pass. <clears throat> so that's what we're going to uh, move into. But before we launch into that, I wanted to pray for everyone that's watching right now. Amen. Amen. Father. You are the God of the universe. You are mighty God. You are Jehovah Rohi, our shepherd. And the Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not be in any want, wanton state at all. 
We shall not want. We shall not lack. You're our healer. You're our deliverer. You're our provider. You are uh, our banner. You are our peace. You are everything to us, Father. You're Lord of all. You're the creator of the ends of the earth. And I pray today that you would cause everyone within the sound of my voice, whether watching the broadcast now or listening to the podcast later, I pray that everyone within the sound of my voice would receive a personal and unique touch from your Holy Spirit today. Breathe on us, Father. Breathe on your sons and daughters, your ecclesia, the ones that are called out to represent you, the warriors of your kingdom that are called to establish your kingdom everywhere we go. I pray for clear understanding, for clarity, for a greater discernment, Father. Let your light shine in our hearts and illuminate truth to us. Give us an understanding, Father. Give us enlightenment. Give us perception. Give us knowledge, revelation knowledge. And tonight, I pray that we would receive a greater level of freedom because it's your truth, Father, that makes us free indeed. And with the comfort that you comfort us with, Father, cause us to comfort others also in this unique moment in time. Cause your church to arise and shine in the superior name above every name, the name of Jesus, Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, I want to jump into our prophetic workshop now. And uh, I wanted to title this Agreeing with God. Agreeing with God. We're going to talk about the prophetic decree, uh, but I want to talk about agreeing with God. How the prophetic words that you've received are powerful weapons for you to agree with God and defeat the enemy. You know, the Bible says... that David uh, killed the lion and the bear. And then he went to the battlefield uh, just to bring some food to his brothers. But he had an understanding of his covenant. He had an understanding that that God had a covenant with him. And actually, the the very land uh, that that battle was taking place on with Goliath uh, was uh, in Judah. And so that was covenant land uh, that the enemy was standing on and taunting and threatening uh, Saul and his army. And they were in total fear, total lockdown, total shutdown, uh, and the enemy was taunting them and tormenting them, uh, just like many today are being taunted and tormented uh, even in their own home, they're turning on the television or they're turning on a podcast or they're turning on some uh, newscaster and they're being taunted and tormented by an enemy uh, that's on their turf and trying to trying to put fear and inject fear and intimidation into them. And, uh, and so <clears throat> David went to that battlefield with a completely different perspective. Now, when he once he got to the battlefield, he understood something. I'm in covenant with God. I didn't think I could defeat a, a bear, but through God I did. 
I didn't defeat, think I could defeat a, a lion, but through God I did because I have a powerful covenant with God. And when I begin to put his word in my mouth, it is a weapon that destroys the enemy. And so David got onto that battlefield after a process. He got onto that battlefield and, uh, and he, he prophesied to, to the uncircumcised Philistine. He never called him by his name. Never. He wouldn't even uh, accommodate him slightly. He never gave him the, the pleasure of calling him by name. He just said, you uncircumcised Philistine, I'm going to take your head off of your shoulders today, and I'm going to feed your body to the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. <clears throat> and he knew the God that he uh, had covenant with and that he was on covenant grounds. And so let me just tell you, you are on covenant grounds when you face off with the enemy. We are risen with Christ. We are seated in heavenly places. And, and we have all authority and all power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm us. This is truth. This is our covenant. And so we are on covenant grounds <coughs> when we face off with the enemy. No matter how big or how ominous he may seem to us, he's not bigger than God. And so God flicked him out of, out of heaven. That's how small the enemy is. And it doesn't matter uh, what, the, what the devil's taunting voice and breath says. You have been given the authority to use the most powerful weapon uh, in all of, all of creation, the word of God. And so I want to encourage you to remember uh, uh, who you are, and remember whose you are. And uh, as we are moving forward and continuing in ministry now, uh, remember to pray for our ministry. Remember in your prayer time to pray uh, for Prophet Marty Layton and my family. Remember to pray for our ministry. Remember to pray uh, for Speak Life and for Life Point Church. Uh, remember the ministry in your prayer time, especially through November. I'm telling you, I, I, I need your prayers, and I covet your prayers. Uh, remember the Lord told us about September, October, and November, that it would be a very chaotic and turbulent time, but God would bring order and alignment again. And uh, we've had to temporarily shift to an online service-only model for, for a temporary time. Uh, so I'm asking you, please remember uh, to pray for us. Be faithful with your uh, financial supports as we continue uh, to work through the financial qualifications to purchase our own facilities for the vision. You know, we have a consistency uh, that we need to maintain and uh, even increase now. And so please pray with us. Take these truths uh, that I'm sharing with you now, and, and apply them. Decree the blessing of the Lord over your family, over your household, and over this house as well. Uh, if, if we are feeding you the word of the Lord, uh, then pray for us and, and, and go before God and ask God to unlock his treasure for this ministry. Amen. I believe we're in a time where God is about to do something supernatural. And the Bible says when you receive a prophet, in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. And so especially during this time and in this season, 
Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. So please keep us lifted up in prayer. Uh, Please remain faithful with your support. Amen. And I believe by the end of November, God will open up our place. And again, prophets don't always just prophesy the word of the Lord. Sometimes we are a living example of what God is saying to the church. And so we went through the big explosive change in September, just like God said. Uh, It continues through October, uh, just like God said. But by the end of November, we will have made it through the transition and stabilizing in the new. Amen. And as the people of God, we are going from besiegement to breakthrough. From besiegement to breakthrough. And so this giant is going to fall. And we're going to possess the promise and see the promotion. Amen. I believe God's positioned us for possession. Amen. And so back to what I'm communicating on this uh, agreeing with God. I want to begin at Psalm 29. The entire psalm is about the voice of the Lord. Uh, Psalm 29. Take a few moments. It's only a few verses. Read that sometime. Spend some time meditating on each Uh, on each verse. It is so powerful, and the Holy Spirit will bring some deeper revelation and understanding to you. I've done many teachings on Psalm 29, uh, the God of glory thunders when he speaks. Amen. But David wrote this song toward the end of his life, and he was recognizing the power of God's voice and what that actually meant to his entire life. Remember, that's what really activated David was the voice of God. Samuel anointed him as the next king of Israel when he was just a 12-year-old boy. And so God activated something powerful in his life when he released his voice to him. And David never forgot it. He recognized it throughout his life. And so he wrote Psalm 29 uh, with that in mind. But in verse 4, of Psalm 29, it says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. It's powerful. The voice of the Lord is powerful. And so the Hebrew word there is koach, K-O space A-C-H, koach. And it means a mighty force or a powerful force. It is a force. It's a force of power. And so when someone asks me, what do I decree? The answer is to decree the most powerful force that you have available to you, the voice of the Lord. Decree the word of God. Find scriptures that line up with what you're believing God for victory, believing God for breakthrough. Find those scriptures. Dig them out. Root them out. Pull them out. Search them out. Uh, Break down the definitions. Start understanding what the word of truth says to you about your situation. And then once you find that it agrees with God's word, decree his word. That is what you decree. And then decree his prophetic words over your life. Your prophetic words are so powerful. Apostle Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. Right, And so by decreeing the word of God, we are agreeing with God for his will to come to pass. Agreeing with God. 1 John 5.14 says this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, 
He hears us. Amen? If you'll pay close attention and give yourself to this revelation, I believe it will revolutionize your life and the lives of those you love. It'll deepen your understanding of the Word of God, and it'll give you a newfound power and authority in your prayer life. Prayer will go from mundane to powerful. I'm telling you. I believe this revelation is so important to understand. I don't believe you can continue to operate under an old wineskin understanding once you really grasp this. Amen? Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6 It says, he's made us to be kings and priests to our God, and to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 5 and verse 10, it says, he's made us to be kings and priests unto our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign on the earth. Come on. We are called kings and priests unto our God, and we are called to reign with him right now. Amen. Amen. Look at 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal, that's kingly, priesthood. A royal priesthood, that's a king and a priest. A holy nation, his own people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but now are the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We are the blood royal sons and daughters of God. He is the king, and we are his sons and daughters. And the citizenry of his kingdom is made up of his sons and daughters, and we are all kings and priests in the kingdom. (coughs) In fact, It says in Romans 8 that Jesus Christ is the firstborn among many brothers and sisters who are also called the firstborn ones. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to demonstrate to us how to walk in the supernatural authority and power over all the powers of hell. And whenever Jesus spoke, everybody around him that heard him speak said, he speaks completely different from all the other preachers we've ever heard. In another place, Jesus rebukes the weather, and they said, what manner of man is this, that even the weather listens to him? You know, we watch movies about superheroes who arrive on our planet, and they have a power that supersedes the limitations that mere men are defeated by a greater mind, a greater wisdom, a greater strength against evil. And this is all just science fiction. Uh, But there was truly one who came as the Son of God who demonstrated all of this and launched a race called the church race and spoke to them and said, the works that I do, you shall do, and even greater works because I go to the Father and I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to empower you too. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, Jesus gave command to his disciples. And it says, being assembled with them, he commanded them. Commanded them. That's like a commandment. He commanded them from God. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. It's called the 11th commandment, by the way. He commanded them to wait and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, you receive the promise of the Father which you've heard from me. 
For John truly baptized in water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So 50 days after Jesus went to the cross, uh, he, it was the day of Pentecost. And like a mighty rushing wind, the Holy Spirit came rushing to the church and empowered the church with supernatural power and authority to be the church race. And they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they were baptized in fire. And these empowered warriors for God were, super, were the superhuman superheroes of their day. The world stood in awe of them. No one in their community lacked anything. Not one had a physical malady or a physical need of any kind. And there was no government assistance, by the way. Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, it says, With great power, great power, that's mega power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus by, by displaying the same power, and great grace or mega grace was upon them all. Nor was there any among them who lacked. <clears throat> Imagine that, welcoming the Holy Spirit with such an embrace that suddenly power is flowing, grace is moving, uh, uh, moving in our lives, an empowerment uh, of the Holy Spirit is happening, and there's none of us who are, who are lack and who, who suffer any lack. Uh, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds uh, of those things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each one as, as everyone had need. So God's power flowed so mightily through them, they had to convince people that they were not gods, that they were just stewards of God's authority and power. In Acts chapter 10, uh, in verse 25, Peter was coming and Cornelius met him. And, and the Bible says he fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter lifted him up immediately and said, stand up. I myself am also a man. They, they thought there was something superhero about these people. Listen, that's the church. They were just like Jesus. <clears throat> then they worshiped, worshiped so hard, they preached, they decreed with, with such power. Uh, one day the ground shook as they were preaching and decreeing. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. It was like an earthquake happened as they were decreeing and praying. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Can you imagine praying and decreeing the word of the Lord, and suddenly the ground starts shaking? And as you're decreeing his word of power, you're, you feel his presence and anointing, and suddenly everything begins to shake. Then people extemporaneously just start speaking out in tongues. Imagine that. Listen, God wants to take his church back to that. Acts chapter 17, verse 6, it says, they actually turned the world upside down. Were they modern-day superheroes? No. They were just sons and daughters of God who knew their authority and put the force of his word in their mouths. The force of his word, the voice of the Lord is powerful. Koach, the force 
of his voice. Remember Psalm 29 and verse 4. Listen, believers that begin operating in the authority of Christ Jesus will begin to see the power of God manifest in their lives. You don't have to have some biblical degree. You don't have to have some certificate from a seminary. We are kings and priests unto our God right now. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that's the qualifier. Do you believe that? Well, then you've got the power of God so resident inside of you. Religion can't hold it down. The the threats of the enemy cannot hold it down. There is a great, a mega grace and a mega authority and power on the inside of you that God's trying to get out of you. It gets you to start flowing in this. Amen? Jesus prepared his disciples, and he told them, you're going to face trials, you're going to face persecution. But in John chapter 16 and verse 33, it says, everything I taught you is so that the the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience troubles and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. See, we've got to come to a mindset of ruling as a king, an overcomer. You know, the Greek word for overcomer is nikeo. We get our word Nike from that, the company Nike came from the Greek word nikeo, which is overcomer. And it means to subdue. It means to conquer. It means to overcome, to prevail, and to get the victory. And and like the company Nike suggests, just do it. That's what we need to do. We just need to do it. Just understand, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Just do it. Just know that you're ruling and reigning as a king and a champion who refuses the agendas of hell and makes a king's decree. And by walking in authority, whatsoever things we bind on earth are bound in heaven. Whatsoever things we loose on earth are loosed in heaven. And in the face of witchcraft and Satanism and doctrines of devils, you can fearlessly stand for the truth. God is looking for those who will give no place to fear and stand for truth, trusting in him, especially at the new doors that he wants to open for you. Are you hearing me? So as the ecclesia or the church, we are called to enforce what is already so in the spirit on earth as it is in heaven. You have authority and power as kings and priests unto our God. When Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, he meant it. The word church there, I've taught you this before, is the word ecclesia, which means the, uh, it's a word that the Roman Caesar used to describe the governors who would go out and establish Roman rule in every province that they went. <clears throat> These were warrior generals 
who would drive out the disobedient and rebellious and execute vengeance upon them. Are you hearing something different today? They would take the territory for Caesar and for Rome. And Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia. It was very, uh, 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 Jesus was laying down the gauntlet right there. That's why the, the disciples were saying, are you taking over? Are you going to defeat Rome? They thought it was a political thing he was talking about. <clears throat> but Jesus was saying something kingdom. He wasn't saying something political. He said, I will build my kingdom ecclesia. In other words, my father is the title deed owner of this planet, and my church is going to take it all back because that's what I'm commissioning you to do. The ecclesia is the New Testament reigning church. And so when you start understanding how something works, then you can become better at its operation. Once you learn how to use a computer, you can become more proficient and more productive, right? <clears throat> Do you remember the first time you sat behind a computer and you didn't know how what a mouse did or you didn't know what buttons did what? But now you're so proficient at it because you've learned how it works. When your iPhone gets an update, everything changes and you get frustrated because all of a sudden everything has new features are added and you're trying to figure it out. But if you take time uh, to understand it, you take a few moments, uh, understand how to use it. Once you learn it, it becomes a normal daily operational standard. And now if you understand that, then let me explain that God is upgrading the church and teaching us how to operate in truth, how to operate in authority, how to operate in power. Truth, that, that is a higher truth than what we've learned so far. Before Jesus comes back, the church will be operating just like Jesus showed us how, just like Jesus did. He said, and even greater works, because Jesus is with the Father, setting things up for us to continually win praying for you, praying for all of us. His Spirit is working, leading and guiding us into all truth. <clears throat> I believe your faith is about to become more powerful, more authoritative, and more productive instead of a formula of godliness without power. That's what the Bible says. They, they had a form of godliness or but denied the power thereof. The word form there is the shortened version of the word formula. They had a formula of godliness, but no power. There's a lot of churches out, to, out there operating right now that have a formula that looks like godliness, but there's no power. God wants you to walk in power and authority. Faith becomes the true substance of the things that are hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Words are seeds, Jesus said. And when we are decreeing and declaring, we are changing the landscape with our words of life. The light begins to go, the word of light begins to go out and shine and drives out the darkness. Amen. Isaiah 51 and verse 16 it says, I put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens. Remember, words are seeds. That I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. Zion is the church. And say to the church, you are my people. 
See, he's put his words in our mouths so that we can decree them. He's covered us with his hands so that we can decree them and plant the heavens and lay new foundations in the earth so that God can say to his people, you are my people. We are to decree God's words into the atmosphere, into the heavens, and into the regions. And by doing this, we're sowing and we're planting it there. And it causes a fresh foundation to be laid in the physical realm on earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> we know the scripture very well. Job twenty two twenty eight says, Also you will declare a thing or decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and light will shine upon your ways. The Hebrew word thing, you shall decree a thing, is the, is the word omer. It's a word that means a purpose, a word, or a message, or an intention. You shall decree a word, or a purpose, or a message, or an intention, and it'll be established for you. In the Dewey translation, it says, You shall decree a thing, and it shall come up to thee, and light will shine upon your ways. You know, remember Moses was the one who wrote the book of Job? That's from the book of Job. Moses wrote the book of Job. Moses was raised as royalty, not as a slave. And even though he was born a Hebrew, God had it, had to raise him in such a way that he would fulfill his destiny and learn to lead like a king. And Moses wrote this, you shall decree a thing, an omer. You shall decree a word. You shall decree a, decree a purpose. You shall decree a message. You shall decree an intention of God and it shall come to thee. You know, when a king makes a decree or a declaration, it's something of authority that is backed up by power, and it must come to him. A decree or a declaration from a king is a command. You shall decree a thing, a command based upon God's word, his written word, even his prophetic words. You shall decree commands using the king's language. Remember, we are kings and priests. Using the king's language, using his word, using the authority language. Come on. A a Hebrew word for decree here is a royal edict. That's what Moses was trying to explain. He understood royal edicts. You shall make an authoritative royal edict using the king's language and it will come to you. This is the truest truest explanation of this verse. You shall make an authoritative royal edict using the king's language, his word, and it will come to you. Amen? As a king, you will pronounce something to be, and it will come to you. It will be drawn to you. God will make it so. The idea behind it is like magnetic pulling. It's drawn to you. Uh, or the old sci-fi movies, something will get caught in a tractor beam and it couldn't escape the pulling of that thing. You know, it starts coming to you. It's not an instantaneous thing. But now the royal decree has gone out and the process of everything shifting into alignment is now in motion. Though it is miraculous, it is not necessarily instantaneous though it is supernatural it will start producing in the natural 
It's like having the 3D picture on your computer screen, then hitting print, and the 3D printer starts printing and makes it a reality. It starts becoming what it is. It starts growing into what it is. It starts coming towards you. It's in the process of becoming so. It's becoming. It's forming. It's shaping. It's being produced. It's being developed in your life. When you decree a thing as a king, a a word, a message, a purpose, it starts coming to you. It is becoming. Amen? Isaiah 42 and verse 9, it says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and now new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. I want you to notice the word before there. I declare things, I decree things before they spring forth and come to pass. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. I pronounce them first so that they become something. I don't wait to see them and announce them. I foretell them. I prophesy them. I decree them and announce them so that they can be seen. I decree without negotiation first. Negotiation, I'm sorry, negation, without negating it, not negotiating it. I can't even read my own writing sometimes. I decree without negating it. I decree it. To negate it means to take a positive statement and add a word in there negating it. Or turning it into a negative. For example, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You just add one negative word in there, not, and it negates it, right? God says, I never turn a decree into a negative. The words that come out of my mouth, they shall come to pass. They shall accomplish what I, de- what I sent it to accomplish, and it will not return void. That's what he wants us to learn Make your decrees, make your declarations, announce them to come forth, and and don't allow the enemy to negate them while you're in the formation process, while it's coming to you. Call those things which be not as though they already are, and don't let the enemy put extra words in there to negate them. Ultimately, that'll reverse your decree with the same authority and power that you declared it with in the first place. Never negate your decree. Never negate your decree. If it's yours, declare it as ours in the name of Jesus. And stand firm and watch the hand of God move. That's the, that's the activation of your faith. I'm telling you, this is how you go higher. What I'm teaching you today is revolutionary to your prophetic faith. He that has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to his ecclesia. Decree this with me today. Say, I decree, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Through Jesus Christ, I am an overcomer. For the one who has overcome all dwells in me. Anytime I experience trials or tribulations, I choose to be happy and count it all joy because Jesus has already overcome this world. I will overcome every false doctrine, 
every power of darkness, every sin, every occult force, every oppression, every depression, every threat of the enemy, every hex, every vex, every witchcraft prayer, and every fear that stands in my way, I have overcome. When I enter the battlefield, God is with me. And like it was with David, giants will fall. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in any way. I am a champion. I am not a victim, but I am a victor through Jesus Christ. I will walk in great favor and great grace and great victory from the Lord. Doors of destiny, doors of promise will now open to me, giving me access to places of influence for God's kingdom purposes. I decree there is a hedge of blood the blood of Jesus around me and my family and everything that concerns me, a wall of fire by the Holy Spirit. The enemy cannot touch us. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Therefore, no strategy of hell can defeat us. We make this decree with the authority given to us. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, amen and amen. Now that's a powerful decree, and it's going to start coming to pass now. Isaiah 30 and verse 31 declares, The voice of the Lord shatters the enemy, and with his scepter of authority, the Lord will strike him down. Amen? I want to teach more about the decree and agreeing with God more next week. I promise this is going to change your life. Listen, we are winning every battle from this point forward. Amen? I want to take a moment and thank every one of you who continually support this prophetic house through your sacrificial giving of tithes and offerings. Second Chronicles 20.20 declares, Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Those that receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. And that's what I'm decreeing over you today. And I want to give you an opportunity, like I do each week, to sow into your future by sowing into the prophet's ministry. I believe this house is on God's agenda for a supernatural breakthrough. God has spoken some new things to me for pursuing the vision and establishing our headquarters now. And it will be a powerful prophetic church, a school of the prophets, a place of intense prophetic worship and training in the sacred arts, as well as an apostolic kingdom center where we can equip believers for every aspect of ministry, all while ministering to our community at the same time. God showed me our media outreach is going to multiply with with a media network, and our ministerial network will grow. It's going to be awesome. 
please pray about participating and being a part of this vision. God is about to do something powerful. And I believe many of you are going to experience such great supernatural increase in your life now. And you're going to shift from 30 to 60 to 100-fold return. All week long, God spoke that to me. My people are about to shift from 30 to 60 to 100-fold return. Now, I haven't thought in those terms, I'm going to say 20 years. I don't even think of that scripture hardly. But that's what the Spirit of the Lord told me all week long. My people are about to receive a supernatural shift in their finances from 30 to 60 to 100-fold return. That's a doubling and then more than more than tripling of, of your finances. That's what God's about to do. And God will remind you about the prophet's reward and, and helping to establish this prophetic apostolic kingdom center. Amen? Are you ready to worship God with your tithes and offerings? Father, I decree old things are being removed quickly. The house of Saul grew weaker and weaker, but the house of David grew stronger and stronger. And like Saul being taken out and David being released to rule as king over all of Israel, old things are being removed and new things are being established now. We decree this is the day of open doors, and you're pouring out your spirit upon all flesh, and our sons and our daughters shall prophesy, because we are entering into a harvest time now, a time of turnaround, a time of restoration, a time of reformation, a time of jubilee. And Father, we thank you for your blessing that is overtaking us now. And I decree the blessing of the Lord is coming to your people now, 30, 60, 100 fold, and you will add no sorrow with it. And I decree these things, the blessing of God over your people now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, we have so many different ways for you to be able to sow your seeds. If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comment section that you can click on. You can give your offering that way. If you prefer text giving, you can you can give by text by uh, texting whatever amount that you desire to give to the number 84321. That's 84321. Uh, there's also a QR code right there if you want to scan that uh, with your phone. You just open up your camera on your phone, on your smartphone, and then when you put it over that QR code, a little yellow bar will pop up on the bottom. You click on that, and you can give that way as well. Uh, If you prefer to mail your offering, many of you do. Uh, Some prefer to send a check, especially if it's a sizable offering. Uh, You can do that by mailing your offering to Marty Layton or LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822 in Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And listen, we pray over every offering, and we believe God will bring back to you a supernatural blessing in return. Amen. You know, we have a an awesome website that I want to invite you to go. Uh, some people prefer to give on the website. Uh, and that website is lifepointchurch.cc. 
lifepointchurch.cc. There's a button at the top where you can click on that and you can give there as well. Uh, But I also want to invite you at the bottom of the page uh, to our prayer wall. Send us in your your prayer request. Let me pray with you. Let me agree with you. Uh, I just believe God does so many amazing things. And judging by the reports that we receive in, in return, that is a truth. And uh, hundreds of thousands of people now are being touched by this house. And it's a privilege to join in prayer with you. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, I want to invite you to church this Sunday, 10 a.m., Uh, We are online only right now uh, as we are navigating and trusting the guiding hand of the Lord. Uh, We hope to have something in place very soon. Uh, But for this Sunday, we are online at 10 a.m. And somebody said, why 10 a.m.? Because we are believing by faith that that's going to be our new service time. And so for this Sunday and possibly the next few weeks, uh, it'll be Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll keep you informed as we make progress. Uh, We're going to meet you right here on our website at lifepointchurch.cc or on Facebook or on YouTube. Uh, We hope to see you this Sunday, 10 a.m., live, uh, online, right here. And, of course, it will be available immediately after online. So those of you that still prefer 4 p.m. in the afternoon, it will be there for you to click on it for. (coughs) But you can actually watch that anytime after uh, the live broadcast at 10 a.m. And so uh, please make sure we have your email addresses and your phone numbers uh, so that we can text you and email you updates. Uh, And you can, again, submit all that information on our website at lifepointchurch.cc. And uh, I want to thank you for praying with us. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for supporting us through this transition uh, it's uncomfortable for any ministry to make this kind of a, a leap of faith uh, from gathering together to online only, knowing that we have something uh, in the in the hopper right now. There's actually a couple things that we're looking at, and uh, we're weighing them out. We're watching the hand of the Lord move and uh, trusting the timing of the Lord. So thank you for standing with us. Uh, but before you know it, we'll be back together again and uh, hopefully you're enjoying a little bit of a break right now. Uh, and uh, we'll see you online Sunday at 10 a.m. Also, please check out our number one sponsor, which is MyPillow.com. Uh, Mike Lindell, he's been a great supporter of this ministry from the very beginning. And what that means is he provides his products at a huge discount for this audience and let me just tell you, it is a huge discount. Some of these products used to be just 66% off. Some of them are over 80% off now uh, with the discount code MARTY, which is my first name, M-A-R-T-Y. That's the promo code. Uh, so if you go to MyPillow.com or even MyStore.com, uh, my store is where you can pick up all kinds of different products made right here in the USA and uh, still, you get a massive discount uh, by using the promo code Marty. Uh, I, I have to tell you that my sleep changed when I got on my pillow, and it got even better when I got the new my pillow. And so, it's just my personal plug. Um, my coffee. I mean, my my store has the my coffee, and uh, the my coffee is so good. Uh, I encourage you. 
you know, I could tell you something about uh, St. Arbuck's, um, and I'll say it that way so that I'm speaking in code. Uh, they have uh, given tens of thousands of dollars to um, support wrong things, and, um, and I'm not going to go too far down that trail, but I'm telling you it's not a good investment of your money. They're using it against you. And so find people that support your vision, your culture, your uh, your agendas, and buy from them. Don't give away money to people who are going to take that money and then use it in an agenda against you. And so that's my little soapbox uh, uh, speech on that one. But uh, please go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com and use the promo code MARTY. Uh, some people prefer to call in their order. If you want to do that, you can call 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. That's a line dedicated specifically to this audience. Uh, tell the operator when they answer that you want to use the promo code MARTY so that you receive the discount. And it also uh, blesses you because you get great products at a discount price. Uh, it blesses Mike Lindell and his work and what he's doing uh, and, and saving, doing his part to save the nation. And uh, it also releases uh, finances back to speak life so that we can afford to continue to grow and do the things that God's called us to do. Amen. So I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night right here at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, in America, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. It's a live broadcast every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central. And it would be great if you would help us by telling others to tune in so that they can be blessed as well. It doesn't even They don't even have to be in this nation. Isn't that amazing? Uh, we're touching people all over the globe. And so it's incredible what God is doing. This every Friday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, also, if you like podcasts, please check us out on iTunes or Spotify or Charisma Podcast Network or uh, wherever you get your podcast. You're going to find us there. Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please take a moment, <coughs> excuse me, and give us a five star review. <coughs> Every place you can, please take a moment and give us a five star review. It really does help us along the way and uh, helps us with. Uh, uh, changing the algorithms online so that we populate faster and higher in the searches and, and those kind of things. So help us out a little bit there, if you would. Thank you for doing that. Uh, also, please follow me on all social media platforms, at Marty Layton. That's my handle, at Marty Layton, on every platform out there. Uh, please subscribe, do whatever it takes to uh, stay updated with us there and uh, stay plugged in during the week. Stay plugged in. Let that word of encouragement come to you. Uh, go to our YouTube channel and uh, watch the broadcasts again. There's there's years of broadcasts now that you can go back and listen to and hear the word of the Lord and then see when it came to pass. It's so powerful. And uh, it's an open book there. And so just feel free to avail yourself of that. There's always great encouraging messages there uh, that will inspire you and help you. And I believe God's word is eternal. And so it doesn't matter which one you click on. God's got something good to encourage you with there. Uh, so check that out. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. 
In a stranger's voice, they're not going to listen to it. Jeremiah said, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you, plans to give you an expectation. Listen, God's always speaking words of life, and he wants you to hear his word. Amen? And so that's why we're here to equip you uh, to hear his voice and to, and to hear it with clarity. Uh, we do our best every week to bring you fresh revelation and words of encouragement from God, and also training you and equipping you to hear and know the voice of the Lord for yourself. So during the week, you, when God's speaking to you, you can act in faith and confidence that you're hearing God. And you, once you do that, you start gaining his perspective and you can have greater hope. Amen. And give that hope to others as well. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I believe God wants you to have hope and to know, your, to know uh, that your words, your tongue is so powerful. And so that's the reason why this show exists. I want to encourage you, always remember to speak life. God bless you. We're going to see you next week. Amen. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Oh,